Welcome to Down to Earth Convos Down Under, Episode 5. Today, Ali and I talk about balancing spontaneity and the creativity that comes with it with scheduling out tasks so that they actually get done. Hey, Brad, how are you over there in Perth, WA, Western Australia? Hey, Ali, I'm doing fantastic. How are you over on the Sunshine Coast? I'm doing very well here too. We're getting some lovely summer rain, which is wonderful. Perfect, yeah. It'd be great if uh, Perth got that, but it's just not common for us to get much rain at all in summer. So I wanted to talk today about balancing spontaneity with scheduling. And so I wanted to start by asking you, what do you use or what's your approach to scheduling your time? Well, I just love Google Calendar, actually. That's one that has worked for me. And when the iPhone was introduced so many years ago, I just jumped straight in on that with, you know, alerts and setting weekly reminders, you know, two days ahead, two hours ahead, five minutes ahead. It works for me beautifully because a lot of the time in my profession, in my role, I'm I'm on my computer, so I get these alerts. And uh, so that's what I use for scheduling and blocking time. And uh, that works pretty well. I'd love to share some tips on that later. What about Uh, yourself? I do do exactly the same. I use Google Calendar. I use it religiously for work. I block out my day. I schedule in, you know, a few things around what I want to get done in the day that's outside of work as well. But really, that kind of leads into my next question, actually, is do you think it makes sense to block out time to to read, to clean, to uh, do those mundane tasks? Because to me, they feel a lot less dreary and a lot more like the Mary Poppins spoonful of sugar, you know, and snap, a job's a game uh, when it's not scheduled in the calendar. So, of course, there's a downside to that in that if it isn't scheduled, maybe it doesn't get done or it gets done later. But yeah, I'm very curious about your thoughts on scheduling sort of those mundane tasks, you know, reading even. Um, what do you think about that? It's a really great question. And it is just that that dilemma of like weighing up, you know, spontaneity or completely scheduling your whole life. Because uh, spontan- spontane- being spontaneous and that is a variety, the spice of life, we need that Um, definitely in our life but those things that don't get scheduled often don't get done so I believe it's about prioritizing so it's prioritizing the things that are important and then going through from your day and getting the well I've learned this from my coaches in the past it's really it's easier said than done but to nail those you know those high priority jobs and scheduling guessing like approximately how long will it take or at least spend an hour on it because they say that your mind's very bright and alert in the mornings and that's why in schools they teach, you know, maths and English in the mornings and arts in the afternoon type thing. Mm. I've always remembered that as well. But uh, often, um, you know, we we always want to move away from pain. So we put off the jobs that we just don't like or that just have to get done. So sometimes to get them nailed at the beginning of the day is a good thing. I will say that um, I'm so much a homebody, so the cleaning and all that sort of thing is just, it's almost like my therapy. And what I've learned from my coaches in the past that um, my stillness, which I might have spoken about in previous podcasts, can be in the doing. So sometimes if I'm doing those mundane chores like hanging the clothes and doing the dishes, which I literally can do blindfolded, that's sometimes where I download some some cool stuff to write blogs or whatever. So I just want to put that out there as well. 
that, um, you know, everything's a perception. So those boring, mundane jobs, you can just flip that around and then, you know, it's, it's, everything's about a perception. It's how you perceive it to be. So for me doing the dishes, it's just like, I just relate it to family and, you know, cleanliness and they do the cooking and I do the cleaning. So it's a bit of gratitude wrapped up in that. And to tell you the truth, I begin to enjoy those sort of mundane jobs. The jobs I find challenging sometimes, Brad, are the ones that are a little bit outside my comfort zone. They're a little bit like, uh, my knowledge or my expertise is like I'm really outstretching myself. I've heard Dr. John Martini say that, you know, you can um, you stretch yourself out a little bit. And then those jobs that where you sometimes you need to pull someone in to help you like a master in or an expert in that field. So let's uh, hope our listeners are wary of that. Sometimes the jobs we're putting off, it's like we put them in a too hard basket and we just want to avoid doing it. I'm very guilty of it myself. So I think bring those ones forward, get them done earlier in the morning. And then sometimes you can enjoy your spontaneity. That's a tricky word to say. Uh, but more, you know, because you know you've done those those jobs that you put off doing. Does, does that make sense? Yeah, that does make sense. So relating it to, say, reading, if you're reading for a purpose because you need to understand something to write an article or a topic about it, probably makes sense to schedule it. If it's reading for pleasure, maybe not. Um, doing the dishes, other things around the home. It really just depends on the the importance and the prioritization of those. Um, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and getting back to reading for pleasure, I think that you might be more present in your reading when you feel like you've you've deserved that time out because if you're reading for pleasure, obviously you're in, you're doing that for enjoyment. Mm. And it could even be spontaneous where you just go, you know what, I've just got so much done today. I feel like I really deserve a meditation or a reading of a couple of chapters of my favorite book I'm reading at the moment. And I relate that to uh, watering the garden as well. Like it's just like uh, sometimes you just find therapy in certain things. And when you can be present in the moment and enjoy that little bit of downtime because you've got you've knocked out a bit of work in the morning, that's that, that can be really helpful. Definitely, definitely agree with that. Uh, I think there's a lot of value in being spontaneous as well. So last week, I actually uh, experienced that firsthand. I was in that position where you've just mentioned, like I've got a lot of things done. I've got a lot of productive stuff out of the way. So I thought I'd go down to the beach and, uh, you know, just have some downtime, have some relaxation. Uh, and so on the way back, uh, I met this guy who was... Uh, searching around on the sand dune it was a really really steep sand dune um looked like he was looking for something so i approached and uh turns out he'd lost his drone his mavic mini um and i knew that they were worth you know five six hundred bucks and uh he had two other people helping him look um they'd covered the whole dune and they said you know it's it's just not here we've we've covered the whole area so i started working with him i started you know mountain goating down the dunes and having a hunt around for it and he had the bright mm -hmm. idea to to check the camera to see what had, the last footage was and uh to see if we could find the location of it so it gave us a uh, uh, direction to to look in and we got closer and closer um and this took probably 90 minutes or close to it um of looking around and searching through the dunes and diving into the bushes I got my legs completely cut up, but I was on a mission. I was on a quest. We were going to find this drone. Uh, and in the end, 
um, we realized that there was an option to to make it beep to um, to so, show where it was, and we we knew we were right on top of it, but um, we just didn't have the exact position down. And once we got it beeping, it was probably another ten minutes because it was really high up in the dunes uh, on these trees. But yeah, you know, we got it. We got there. I managed to to find it in the end. And you know, I had nothing scheduled for the rest of the day. Um, he was happy that he'd found his drone. He took me to the pub. We had two rounds. We talked for probably two hours. Turns out he's into all the same stuff I am. You know, uh, business, entrepreneurship, survivalism. Uh, he's he's done it all. It wasn't just talk. And it was a really cool conversation. Um, just very interesting. And if I hadn't been spontaneous, if I hadn't gone for my walk to the beach and uh, noticed that he was looking for something and inquired about what's going on, it never would have happened. So I think there is a lot of value in being spontaneous. And, you know, a great conversation came out of it. Had a great day. That sounds, yeah, like you had a great day. And if you had blocked out your calendar in the afternoon, you may have actually you know, I still had the walk to the beach, but said no to the opportunity to help this guy find his drone exactly. and then engage in those great conversations. You've gained a new friend and that sort of thing. So that's just an example, but nothing is said in concrete because the, there's a lot of people out there that really stick to a calendar and blocking time and they they want to succeed in, in whatever area it is that they want to succeed in. And they just are so rigid and regimented. So I think there you go. That's an example of, yeah, let's get some flexibility and spontaneity in there. So that is the spice of life. That's a cool story, Brad. Thanks. Yeah, it is because <laughs> uh, it just highlights that I think spontaneity and creativity are very highly tied together too. So it depends what your profession is, what your personal mode of being is, if you like being in a, an analytical regimented environment, you're probably going to want to schedule more. If you're more artistic, creative, then you probably are going to feel, you know, depressed and out of control if you schedule too much. So you're going to want to be more spontaneous. Exactly, because that's where you, the ideas and innovative innovation can flow. It's definitely how a lot of people roll. So I think it's a very individual thing as well, you know, with your first question, you know, how do we, where do we find the balance of scheduling and spontaneity? Spontaneity, tell me how to say that word. <laughs> it's really tricking me today. It is a tricky one. That AA sound gets me every time. Oh, it does. I was, uh, <laughs> I was apprehensive even about that word in the first place. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a bit of fun, isn't it? I'll imagine teaching that as a second language, that word. Oh, yeah, that's uh, so getting back to this. Hey, we're just um, at, it's very timely, too, with goal setting and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, there's a couple of tips that we should share around that is, you know, setting up the environment as well to go hand in hand with that Google Calendar or whatever it works for other people, like the big planners that you get. So you can like for visual. Well, we're all visual learners in, in some respects. So putting that calendar out on a big board and blocking out yet downtime or spontaneous time and also setting up the environment so that you can do your blocked time, scheduled focus time. Because I know that that is a trait of the highly successful people is they have laser focus. 
and with our world that we live in right now, the, the notifications from all sources of, of uh, social media and our pinging of our phones and emails, it's like they call it business crack. You know what I mean? It mm. just distracts us and takes us away from our, our focus. And that stops us from getting some serious work done. So I might just share what I, just a tip that I, that I helped one of my university clients, a young 19 year old girl. She was very much a perfectionist. And so, and perfectionists, for those who may not realize, is they have like a self-identity of everything has to be perfect. So they don't get stuff done. And I'm guilty of that myself. It's like 100% in the draw instead of 80% out the door. And so we, we had a few mantras, like I, I, I introduced this mantra. So that's like you're 80% 80, 80 out the door, not 100% in the draw. And she just um, blocked 60 minutes, to 60 to 90 minute blocks of focused scheduled time and we put the things that we wanted to put off in the day those two the tasks that we label in our minds that are too hard that are too difficult that we just don't want to do but schedule them earlier so we can get that accomplishment and self-achievement so we can go and enjoy those spontaneous times like in the <laughs> that word and um also um, I, I got to this stage where we rated the focus, like rated that concentration and focus, like from not being terrible and not focused to 10 being awesome, got a lot done, yeah, laser focus, which is difficult. I've just found that that can help me where I actually get quite strict on myself, just going, I need to, I want to get this done, getting present and then getting into flow. So ideas, creativity starts to happen so it's it's a very tricky one and I must say it's one of the, my biggest challenges is that yeah setting that block time away scheduling it because I'm very spontaneous as a rule so do you have any rules around setting it so maybe there needs to be a gap between certain blocks no more than x amount of hours per day is there anything that you've found um really works and is something that you would recommend or do you think it really just comes down to the individual well i had a book recommended to me by one of my just online mentors Evan pagan recommended this book titled the power of full engagement by the authors which i have in front of me uh jim loher and tony schwartz and i found that book an easy read uh it was great because i was read it when i was in japan that's why i haven't got it with me and they talked about Karoshi, which is work yourself to death. That's what they had in Japan, uh, where they just had this incredible work ethic and they just work, work, work. They go out really early in the day and they come back really late at night. But it's the power of full engagement. So it is blocking the scheduled time, 60 to 90 minute blocks, and then taking time out. So you have fresh air. You definitely don't want to eat your lunch at the desk, for example. I really tried to encourage this with my, my white collar workers within my business. You've got to go outside and take some time out, breathe some fresh air. Have I've had um, certain employees of mine who had a little kip under a tree too. Over the 30 years, more than 30 years of employing people, I had two of them that would go and have a little nap. You just see them under a tree, they'd eat their lunch, have a little kip, and then they'd be back into it. And they did it religiously every day, five days out of seven. So, so whatever it works for the individual. So it's like having a nice drink of water. For me, it is leaving my office space and going having morning tea or lunch with my family. And sometimes I lose a bit of time there because it overlaps. They, they come and go at different times. 
but that's just the thing that I do. So it's some engaging conversation. Uh, a lot of a lot of my employees over the years have read books. They bring a big fat book to to work, and they read it morning tea and lunchtime hmm. religiously again. So that book I would recommend. It's got some really good content in it, and it was recommended by Eben Pagan, who is a highly successful online entrepreneur actually. So. Uh, that would be one tip to grab hold of that book. You know how we love to recommend books that we've read that we've got some good information from and yeah, take time out in between those breaks, but just getting back to that so that you can have a blocked, you can have that scheduled time of uninterrupted focus, laser focused time is set the environment up with your drink of water, with a few nuts and seeds, everything that you need. And please, as the experts do, they turn off their notifications and for those I've also um, learnt from Jim Quick that those, say, for example, who are writing a book, they have a separate computer. That's how laser-focused they are so that they don't get any outside interruptions from Snapchat and, you know, notifications, this crazy world we live in. What do you think about that, Brad? That makes a lot of sense <laughs> and I think I'll start applying that because I eat lunch right here, I eat dinner right here in front of the computer. Uh, not ideal because it doesn't break up the day. It doesn't get me into a new energy state. It doesn't revitalize me. It's just the whole day is just right here. Um, you know, I'll go to the gym, but that's before or after everything else. So um, I don't think that's, uh, I think that's something for me to, to work on and change and fix really. I think getting outside is a great idea. Um, and again, that's making time. It's quite possibly scheduling it so that, you know, there is the ability to, to do that. But yeah, I don't think uh, being in the same spot for both work, for leisure, for eating every day is um, desirable. That's right. Now I go to a Cairo regularly because I look at chiropractors as holistic healers. And I know that I went to a seminar fairly, oh, maybe a year or so ago. And this particular Cairo, who was a triathlete in his, in his prime days, he used to schedule his breaks as in stand up, stretch, that sort of thing. And I know there is an app on my phone, which I didn't know I was going to talk about this today, but if I can find it, my Cairo did say that people can look Oh, it's called Straight. I've just found the app just right now. It's called Straighten Up. So it's a an app that you can download that can help people because posture is everything. So um, I choose to sit and I stand. I have um, you can buy it from Officeworks from a, from as little as one hundred and thirty dollars is a stand up desk to go on. Uh, it's just an adjustable frame, so you can do a bit of sitting, you can do a bit of standing that sort of thing. So I mix it up a little bit because I really, uh, because we are so prone, a lot of us white collar workers or anyone actually, we have so much time on the computer. So I choose to stand. Uh, there is a great TED talk. It's sitting is the new smoking. So standing is definitely better than sitting. So there's a few tips we've shared today, but that will help focus as well. Eating nutritious food, drinking fresh water, getting fresh air, reading the books that you love and enjoy on a break, a little meditation or a little kip. Those are the things that work for some. So it's an individual thing. So I just, um, I just, yeah, but it's putting a few ideas out there. New year coming up. Why not uh, 
yeah, someone will grasp onto something and just try new things, see if it works for you. Yeah, I think that's brilliant. It just changes the whole energy up. So it's not just one big, long, dreary day. It's, uh, you know, it's broken up by a few things. So any tips around goal setting as we're heading into the new year that you wanted to bring up or cover? Okay, with goal setting, that there's so much on the internet, I always jump online, listen to the guys that I love to listen to, say like uh, Dr. John D. Martini, everyone's heard me speak about John, uh, Tony Robbins, I want to get geared up for the next year, I am one, I'm just like everyone else, I need some, a little bit of a boost, inspiration, I'm always looking for it. So there's so much on goal setting, uh, for a start, uh, the big, the successful people, what I've learned from my from masters that I've just listened to online and my business coaches around is you know how life's full of regrets so they look at it and their best advice that I'm receiving uh, you know in the most recent advice on goal setting is like dream big dream and have a goal that you don't think you'll achieve in your lifetime now that might sound counterintuitive because it's like the smart goals say, you know, set a specific goal, measurable, attainable, which is like achievable. Yeah, I, I've always thought that. But now I want to expand that and, and bringing up on that a achievable. Yes, but like, let's, let's stretch it out because self belief is is hugely important. Self esteem is the core of, of our existence, I think, in, in, in achieving. So I think set a, a true goal that is congruent to who you are and for those who haven't tapped into their why which is a huge uh, mission in itself is to find out you know like that purpose and meaning uh, that's taken you know lots and lots of work so to have your why so and that changes like for example if someone had a financial goal their reason why could be to purchase a nice car you know what I mean in the new year or it could be to purchase their first home so it's to have a specific goal, which is aligned with the SMART goals, specific, measurable, attainable, timely, uh, what have I missed out? SMART, uh, oh, sorry, relevant, 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 which I call congruent. So the goal has to belong to you. It can't be living your life through someone else and, you know, putting someone on a pedestal and, and wanting to achieve what they've achieved. So basically, please be congruent when you're setting goals. And timely, see a dream with a deadline is called a goal. Mm. So to have a time limit. So you can get one specific goal at a time. And how you do this is you take time out. You take time out to take time in, like in the form of meditation. Ask those quality questions to yourself. What do I really want to achieve over the next 12 months moving forward towards a goal that is meaningful to you? that's congruent to your values, that's congruent to your why, why you need to do this. And as Tony Robbins, I mean, he drills it, um, not what I should say, drills it, he tells us it's 80% why. So when we hone in on the why we want to achieve this particular goal, that's what's going to get you up in the mornings and, you know, schedule and block that time to do the two jobs that are in the too hard basket. But if you're not clear on your why, it's like it just goes, you know what? That walk to the beach sounds good. So we just keep diversifying and, and being open to distractions and shiny objects. It just keeps taking us away from what we need to do. But so you don't want to be going through life saying, I have to, I ought to, mm. 
I should be doing this. You know what I mean? That's not the answer. It's like it should be coming from within. So it's inspired to do something. So we just can't wait to get up on a Sunday morning to do our podcasts because we are inspired to do it because we remember our reason why, which is to educate and inspire and transform and, and teach lessons that, you know, that they're not teaching in school. So I really believe that my, you know, in a nutshell, I think it's about dreaming. It starts with a dream, which is a vision and, and dream big and then get specific. Like you've got to bring it back to be specific. Otherwise, how does the universe, if it's too big, we, we don't know what, what direction we're going in. So choose a goal and then break it down into bite-sized pieces. So choose a 12-month goal and then break it down to a six-month goal, three-month goal, and then brainstorm two or three things that you could do, prioritize them, that will using that 80-20 principle that we've spoken about in previous podcasts is what will give me 80% of the results from 20% of the work that will move me towards achieving that goal. Because achievement is very important, Brad, and that's something that we fail to do when we're setting goals. We forget to go back over our 2020 year and tick off the things that you've achieved. And it's been a tough year for most people. So there's going to be certain things there that they might have had on their goals from the previous year that they want to bring forward onto this year. And not to be too tough on ourselves, because I think personally that we are our own worst critic. And uh, we beat ourselves up. So to be have to have self-belief, we need self-love. And uh, yeah, so just write down and tick away. Go through each area of your life and, you know, your family. Like where have you spent time with family? That's an achievement. And friends and loved ones and connection. And then you go through your vocation, like your, your career, your profession. Where have you upskilled? What certificates have you done? Or what achievements have you achieved in this um, incredible year that we've all had and tick them off because that will inspire you to move forward in your goal setting for 2021. So that's just um, a few tips there. That's a very I think long that's answer. good. It's important to take stock. And I think on your earlier point about, you know, getting in touch with your why and your purpose, uh, figuring that out, that's an exercise I did a few months back. And I would say really, if you want to tap into that, I think we're all quite disconnected from our true selves to state things a little bit esoterically maybe but if you want to get in touch with that what I did was I went out into nature for like four or five hours and thought about things wrote things down but I didn't have any phones that I was using that was distracting me I didn't have any technology around it was just me all of the flora and fauna and my pen and paper and I was just going through you know what matters to me what is my why what drives me what gets me out of bed um, and what are the directions that that can go into and so that was incredibly clarifying for me and uh, if you're really not sure about where you're at just take stock what are you good at what do you like and enjoy and go through like you said the exercises that are related to that ask yourself the quality questions and if you act on those then the quality of your life will improve so i think my key takeaway well really it's breaking up the day more than anything because that's one thing that i'm just not doing right now it's i sit down and it's a tough slog to just get through everything and it sucks the whole way through and it sucks at the end it's not fulfilling 
So I think breaking up the day, getting outside for a walk to eat lunch, uh, I think that'll be a game changer for me. What about you, Ali? Oh yeah, that's wonderful. I, well, what I really enjoyed too, Brad, was that uh, that we each each of us fed uh, you know, great ideas. Like, uh, for example, yeah, I want to do a little bit of more of those spontaneous walks on the beach. And if I haven't blocked out my afternoon, I really learned a lot from that story. And I'm sure our listeners did too. And that you picked up on that. Yeah. I didn't realize that you didn't go away to eat your lunch at the computer. So that's a little bit of a takeaway for me so that I know that, uh, to keep sharing that one that could help others, you know, have a nutritious lunch and, and it, be present in the moment eating the food because it's really difficult when you've got a screen in front of you. So that was a bit of a takeaway. And in relation to goal setting, I would like to, you know, how we like to leave our, our little quotes. I've always loved the uh, short pencil is better than a long memory. Hmm. So to write down your goals, yeah, make sure they're congruent. Take that time out to tap into your why, get clarity on your vision and what you want to achieve for 2021. So I thought that uh, there were some golden nuggets in there of those quality questions that you ask yourself. Yeah, what's going to get me up in the morning? What do I love and enjoy doing? And uh, then set your goals around those. Great questions. Absolutely. Thank you very much as always, Ali. Hope you enjoyed it and we'll see you again next time. Bye for now. I certainly do. Bye for now. Thanks, Brad.